Well, hello and welcome to week number two of our Vegas Nation podcast, where we're talking about the silver and black, the Raiders, the latest and greatest involving that team. I'm your host, Brian Salmon. As always, we have the man that steers our ship, Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin, who is no longer in Napa. He is now headed to the Bay Area. He's nice and comfortable sitting on the couch. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready to talk a little bit of Raiders. And we also have Hilberto Monsano, who was also in Napa during the last week of the Raiders in their training camp. Is now made it to the studio, fresh off the plane. He's looking good. Got the spectacles. Ready to talk some Raiders? Yeah, good to be back in Las Vegas. It's good to have you back, man. So, all right, let's go ahead and get right to it. As we introduced last week, we get a chance to hear some of the sound bites from John Gruden and Derek Carr. So, we're starting off with... John Gruden and Derek Carr talking about the performance of their team during the joint practices with the Detroit Lions in Napa, California. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that, and we'll talk about it. Stats, you just caught it there. That's the uh, the thing I like the most. You go into the preseason game, number one preseason game Friday night, and you're not going to play your starters. Uh, if you do, you're not going to play them very much, but they got quality reps. You're seeing Derek Carr versus Matt Stafford, blitz pickup, nine on seven, two-minute drill, move the ball. And it's as close to the real deal as you're going to get. So uh, you get a lot of work done, and now you taper it off for the, the first team guys, and you get a chance to really isolate who you want to see in the preseason game. I think it's going to be real beneficial. Honestly, the best part about this was going out there, you compete, you do your best, um, but going and studying the film and seeing, oh, that's what that looks like. They played it like this kind of a deal. And so it'll be good for us to uh, you know, get that and then come out tomorrow and see what we can do better. All right, Michael, so from listening to Coach Gruden and Derek Carr and from what you saw out there in Napa and wine country, I guess how do you think the Raiders perform during the joint practices as far as Carr, the defense, and the physicality? I thought it looked as expected. We saw some things that would provide the Raiders some encouragement and then also some things that would present some concern. You know, We saw a little bit of both from offense and defense between the two days where you look at you know, day one of the joint practices and the Raiders secondary really struggled. Marvin Jones had no trouble getting behind the defense. Matthew Stafford hit him in stride once and had he connected uh, with uh, his, some, some little better touch uh, on another, uh, that would have been a second touchdown uh, behind the Raiders defense. So big plays was a problem for the Raiders a couple of years ago and to get athleticism in the secondary is a question mark and they're learning a new scheme. A lot of guys on one-year contracts, uh, there's some question marks all really all around. So uh, that was a bit of a concern. But then the next day, it was much better. And then you look at the offense. They had turnovers one day, and the other one they were clean. And Connor Cook was fantastic with looking sharp with Martavis Bryant on the second day, where the first, you didn't see it. So it's hard to make too much of that, other than you have two teams that are competing in – a real physical environment. It was a collaborative, it was productive, and aside from a bit of a fight that Raiders center guard John Feliciano started, uh, they were able to stay on track and get a lot out of it. Now, as far as the physicality, Gilbert, I remember seeing your tweet about Chris Warren and the big hit. How was that? Oh, that was that was a good one. That kind of started the, the, the day for the first day of joint practice. It was a loud boom, and the entire sidelines of the Raider fans you know, got up from their seats and wanted to watch what happened. And they, they saw uh, Jared Davis from the, from the Lions on his back. He, he took the hit. Uh, he's a starting linebacker for the Detroit Lions, and Chris Warren's trying to make the team for the Raiders. For him, it's a good look. But overall, you know, the, the two days was very physical, high energy. I was there for Monday practice, and it was, like, pretty chill, laid back. 
Okay. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, there was a lot of rah, 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 you know, uh, trash talking. Tyre, Tyre Whitehead enjoyed going at it with his former team, the Lions. Ah. He, he was trash talking the, to Matthew Stafford on 7-on-7 seven and 11-on-11. Seven, 11 11. Uh, Marshawn Lynch had some, you know, breaking tackles. Like Garrett Blunt breaking tackles, those two guys together. That's right. So it, overall, it was, it was good to be be there. It felt like an actual, I don't want to say a game, but it felt like, so, you know, it felt a lot better than a preseason game. How about that? All right. But what everyone really wants to know, uh, did Gilbert bring some wine, Michael? You're in Napa, man. Did you guys get a chance to get some wine? What's up? Uh, you know what? Gilbert, <laughs> help me out here, but I don't know if you did. <laughs> no wine, but I did bring a six-pack back. Uh, <laughs> uh, like when he does. <laughs> okay. I wasn't okay. going to put it out there, but <laughs> I figured okay. he wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Well, just, you know, the whole wine country. And I remember Michael saying last week they hadn't had a chance to enjoy any of the, the nice sweet grapes of the Napa Valley wine, so... I, I was thinking that maybe you would have looked out for him, man. I, I was hoping to catch a winery here, uh, you know, one of the days, but th- I hear those things, you know, close early. We're busy riding, man. We got to bring this uh, good stuff to Vegas Nation. Uh, you guys are making it happen okay, out there. Okay. All right, so, Michael, um, you know, we always got to try to keep Raider Nation involved with what we're talking about, Vegas Nation, apprised of what's going on with the injuries on the injury front. I guess any significant injuries that you can think of entering preseason game number one, Donald Penn, is he ever going to return? Or, you know, how are the, the DBs looking? Well, the Raiders have two players on the physically unable to perform list still. So Donald Penn coming off of Liz Frank's surgery last December and third-round pick Eddie Vanderdose of last year. He's coming off a torn ACL. Neither has practiced yet in training camp. Unfortunately, we're not going to see Eddie Vanderdose, a third-round pick from last year's draft. We're not going to see the first or second-round pick either. Jaron Conley continues to miss time with a hip injury. Second-round pick, Obi Melifano, has a lower body injury of some sort. That is general, as John Gruden could have described it. That's what we got from him on Wednesday. (laughs) It seems like the Raiders are still trying to figure out what exactly that is, but we're talking about a player who had arthroscopic knee surgery last August and then had to have season-ending surgery later in the year. It just seems like one thing after another, unfortunately, for Obi Melifano. So uh, those guys aren't expected to play or won't play more declaratively. Uh, Third-round pick of this year, Brandon Parker, offensive tackle. He's not expected to play either. He was on the field for the first four practices of training camp. The most recent seven he has missed, which is very significant. And don't know exactly the nature of the ailment, although he did have his ankle taped, I saw, on the very final practice uh, he was a part of. And then, again, we haven't seen him since. Um, Seth Roberts. He's dealing with what Coach John Gruden termed uh, to be he, he's sore. And that was the word he used. Okay. Uh, so we, we won't see him. And then, of course, uh, if not injuries, you're just not going to see a bunch of guys because they're so locked into this football team. So um, that might be a later question. But, um, you know, you're not going to see a, a good chunk of the Raiders on your on your roster. Okay. You, you mentioned uh, Obi, you know, a guy who's been struggling the entire training camp, now missing time when he could have, you know, you know, a, a valuable opportunity to put, you know, good tape film on with the joint practice between the, the Lions and the Raiders. Then you got the preseason opener coming up, and OB is nowhere to be found. And I, I know fans are getting restless. Uh, you know, the coaching staff who did not draft OB last year are also, you know, not too impressed, it seems like, so far. So for, it seems like the other guys who are injured have, you know, some playing time guaranteed. But when it comes to OB, when there's – I think, eight safeties on the roster, and I think they just signed one like a couple hours ago. It's not looking good <laughs> they for did. the – it's not going to get it for him, and being a second-round pick a year ago, it's kind of rare that he's, his uh, 
his job is in question right now. It's like, a, yeah. pre- oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I, I, I agree. You know, usually it's a second round pick of, you know, a year ago, and you don't, you don't, you're not thinking, boy, is this guy going to be on the roster or not? But when you change coaching staffs and you show an inability to stay healthy, and when you, even when you are healthy, it's one thing with Gary Conley because of what the Raiders have seen in practice, they feel so confident that, oh, this guy's a player for us. With Obi, there isn't that takeaway from seeing him out there. And when it is a new coaching staff, as you said, Gilbert, there's new people in place, even though the front office is here. We all know John Gruden's influence on this roster. Look at the safety position. Gruden loves Eric Harris. There's Reggie Nelson. There's Carl Joseph. There's Marcus Gilchrist, who Gruden also loves. That's four. Um, you know, if Obi Malafano would be five, and he can do some special teams, but yet that was his special teams ability wasn't enough to get him on the field last season. So it's you know, I, I know people are talking about the possibility of Khalil Mack being traded, which I have a hard time fathoming. <laughs> um, but uh, Obi Malafano, to me, of the high profile Raiders players, if you're looking at a guy who, you, if, if he's healthy and not producing. Might he be moved before September first cuts? You know, late August is that something we could see? You know, that's not something I've been told by multiple sources, or I'm not, I'm not reporting it. But I think it's fair to wonder whether or not Melifonu has a future on this team. <clears throat> it's almost like uh, Princess Leia in the original Star Wars, Obi Malafonu. Obi, <laughs> they're trying to find him. Your only hope. You want to know that? Is that, is that a horrible reference? You don't remember that? Nice try, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again i am the old guy larry Mir, who's doing our technical stuff in here he remembers that obi your only hope anyway all right let's go ahead and, and go to a quick break when we come back yeah michael please don't kill me with the, being the old guy again uh You're fine. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and head to a break we'll come back with more vegas nation let's go be spontaneous let's go out of our comfort zone let's go make the most of it in the toyota corolla Toyota, let's go places. All right, we're back with our Vegas Nation podcast. Of course, we have Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin, who is in California. We have Hilberto Manzano, NFL writer at the Review Journal. He is here in studio with me. I'm Brian Salmon. And we're going to go ahead and take a listen to what John Gruden had to say about Martavis Bryant and how he performed in the joint practices. And he seemed like he was the guy that they thought he would be, at least, versus the Detroit Lions. Well, Martavis is, is a, he's not a good talent, he's a great talent, and we're going to continue to work him into our offense, and uh, today showed, I think, what he's capable of doing. But to answer your question, uh, we, we have big plans for him. All right, so Michael, uh, Martavis Bryant goes from walking on eggshells, really, and wondering whether or not he was going to be suspended, the, the Raiders were, to looking pretty good in that practice, I guess. Michael, how, how do you feel that like he's coming around for the silver and black? Well, I think what John Gruden, you just heard him say, would qualify as some coach speak. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little harsh on Martavis Bryant on Saturday. He turns around on Wednesday, his next opportunity to discuss Martavis, and he loves him up a bit in the media. That's no example, or that's no, uh, no coincidence. That's, that's by design. Uh, Gruden trying to send a message there, but really, I think what Gruden said a few days earlier about how. Davis Bryant needs to come along quicker. He needs to learn this offense better in terms of playing multiple teams at the wide receiver spot. You know, the Raiders want to move their guys around. Martavis hasn't shown yet a strong enough grasp to handle that. We see 
Gilbert noticed it when he was out in practice on, on Tuesday, that Martavis really doesn't work a lot with the other guys on 11-on-11 type of drills. They really limit his reps, and that is a reflection of this preparation off the practice field not being where it needs to be. I'm fascinated to see how many wide receivers the Raiders end up keeping, presuming they dodge any sort of discipline with Martavis Bryant. Those fears that we heard in June, I still hear them from people within the organization. I know uh, other reporters have it. Um, they've kind of called it into question about whether the Raiders feel that way, but it, they're, they're feeling that way. They're not the change. <laughs> so the surrounding situation uh, along with Martavis is just such a conundrum. And really nothing you see Friday in the exhibition against the Lions really changes that. I don't really know what the Raiders need to see from Martavis on Friday, Friday because they really have a strong sense of where he is or where he isn't, and they're just trying to bring him along and, and develop him. But, um, you know, he's got the speed, though. He's got the big playability. We saw him go deep on one rep Wednesday. That's after Gruden's comments, or rep before Gruden's comments. Um, you know that speed, you know, to, to beat a corner deep, and then he was going against Darius Slay, the best defender, or certainly in the secondary that the that the Lions have, and he, you know, catches a, a deflected ball and takes off 50 yards. That big playability Martavis offers, but it's, it's a rest that has the Raiders a bit confused and, and wondering what they exactly have. You know, to me, it says a lot that he can't even get one snap with Derek Carr under center during, mm. during during practice with the Lions. You know, Gruden said, you know, throughout the the two days, you know, th- these joint practices are probably more important than the preseason. You see the starters go at it, and Martez Bryant can't even get one, you know, one throw from Derek Carr. Mm. He's, he's catching these pass from Connor Cook. You know, they say he's not really learning the playbook yet, but why not give him a shot to kind of see how he's looking with the playbook with Derek Carr? So to me. It says a lot that it could be more there. Maybe he's in the doghouse with John Gruden. You know, there's that, that cloud hanging around right now, so we don't know how much there is to this Martavis Bryant. But it seems like guys like Ryan Switzer, who was supposed to be just a you know you know kickoff return guy, punt return guy, might be the slot guy. When we were thinking it could be a Mark Cooper being there and Jordy Nelson. So this whole Martavis Bryant thing kind of throws everything off now. You put in Switzer at slot. Mark Cooper is back on the outside with Jordy Nelson, so we don't know how those three guys are going to look. You throw in Jared Cook, you get four guys there. But it seems like there's still a lot to be to be determined with this offense before uh, the opener against the Rams uh, happens on September 10th. Okay, so uh, a little bit down the line with the, the opener versus the Rams. But let's let's go to the preseason game. And, and, Michael, and what you'll be looking for, what's something that Raider Nation fans or whatever they can, can keep their eye on as far as a position battle? We know that, unfortunately, your guy, Giorgio Tavecchio, is no longer with the team. They brought in – I'm sorry, man. We, I, I'm shedding a tear for you. You don't get a chance to practice your Italian with him in there. <laughs> but Me too. <laughs> again, yeah, you should be. Uh, they bring in, what, Nugent? He comes in and promptly looks terrible. <laughs> so, I guess, what, what position battles or what positions are you going to look at minus the defensive backfield? And you said something about the receivers already, but maybe the defensive line or the, the, the offensive line. What are you going to be looking at in this game? I know, and this probably doesn't quantify directly with the position battle necessarily, but I'm really eager to see the Raiders' rookie defenders. And uh, there's obviously Arden Key, the third-round pick. There's yes. the two defensive tackles, P.J. Hall, the second-rounder, and Maurice Hurst, the fifth-rounder. All of them have shown pass rush ability. I'm eager to see in the game action Arden Key, that motor that he's got, 
You'll see a spin move once or twice, I'm sure, on Friday. He's also got some bend-edge athleticism that projects to be a guy who really could be a a factoring into the Raiders' rotation at defensive end. Obviously, Khalil Mack, the Raiders are expecting him to be here week by week one. It'll be him on one side and Bruce Irvin on the other. But they want to rotate guys in. They want to do different things and different alignments and move Khalil Mack around and all that. Having Arden Key on the edge, I think, would be so significant. So to see him in game action, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, if I was going to include uh, among those rookie defenders, kind of a sleeper, Jason Cabinda, an undrafted rookie linebacker from Penn State. He's looked good. I think he's got a legit chance of making this wow. Raiders roster. Uh, he's, he's a special teams type of guy, which you really need to be if you're going to make the roster as an undrafted rookie and a, a linebacker. But you also you see the Raiders putting him in a nickel defense and just kind of trusting him to you know just be smart and know where to be in coverages. And he's I don't know if he's considered to be the most athletic guy necessarily, but uh, they really think he's advanced for his age and NFL experience. So. Eager to see that, and then I think we have to talk about the first-round pick and Colton Miller and the offensive tackle situation as a whole. Breno Giacomini not expected to play this game. He's missed recent practices. Miller is going to be on one side. On the other, it's Ian Silverman, David Sharp. I mean, they're going to be rotating, or at least Sharp might come second. Silverman might come first. We we can talk about all the reasons why Derek Carr shouldn't play this game, but you have Colton Miller getting his first NFL game action. Ian Silverman has never played an offensive snap in a regular season game. Wow. He played, I believe, five uh, special team snaps once in 2015 for the Niners. But other than that, uh, two very unproven offensive tackles. So I'm just curious to see how things look on the line of scrimmage, I suppose, on both sides of the football. I think Michael took the entire roster. I don't, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but Colton Miller, when I saw him there in Napa, he's a big kid, man. He, he's, he's a big. giant out there. So I kind of want to see how he does, too, with, with a pass rush. And especially now that he's kind of penciled in as a starter. I know Donald Penn's already. He, he has to take a, maybe a pay cut. So you're kind of thrown to the fire with Colton Miller. So I want to see how he does. And what if he looks kind of shaky? Does that get, give more leverage to Donald Penn now? Like, I'm not taking that pay cut. You need me kind of thing. So that could yeah. be a little storyline ah. to look look after. But I'm surprised, Michael, didn't mention the kickers and the punter, the two uh, two rookies, uh, Eddie <laughs> Pinheiro and Johnny Townsend. Yeah, yeah. This could be the first time they have two star- starting uh, kickers and, and punter since uh, Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler. I think 2000 was when they both uh Wow, Shane Leckler was a rookie the yeah, same year. He was drafted in the fifth round, and Sebastian Janikowski, 17th overall. I remember Florida State. I was at Florida State when he was there. And these two guys, Townsend and uh, Pinera, went to Florida, and they were roommates there. So, Wow, the, the full circle, baby. There we go. All right, folks, we're, we're, getting, we're on the home stretch. Got a few things, some fun things we like to talk about in which uh, we've had introduced. One is Gilbert has a mailbag at ReviewJournal.com that you can write in. And please ask questions that we can talk about here at the podcast. Uh, one that he's had and, and people were wondering about, Michael kind of touched on it real briefly, but we'll talk about it quickly, is Khalil Mack and whether or not he's going to be traded. To me, when I heard that, that is absurdity. I can't imagine any world in which they would trade Khalil Mack. So, Michael, do you think there's any possibility whatsoever that they would ever look at trading Khalil Mack? And, and do you believe that he's going to get paid? In regards to being traded, I really haven't heard that. I know the two sides are have been far apart. Uh, the last thing I heard was you know they're very far apart. You know, Khalil Mack you know, being the richest defender in NFL history isn't really enough. You know, he wants you know his agent wants more. 
and as he should to some degree, because that Von Miller deal was done in 2016. Exactly. But still, they're just they're not close. So that isn't enough to me of wanting the guy to be here, willing to pay that much money for a guy to be here, being able to franchise as him next year if you're unable to get him under that sort of a deal, to franchise tag him next year if even if you wanted to, um, but to just all of a sudden here in August, early August, be thinking about trading him uh, to me. That is just media chatter, and I don't think it's coming <laughs> from either side. I think that's just a concoction um, from you know, outside of those involved. So I don't see him being traded. I see him being a Raider. I see him being on the field week one. Could be mm-hmm. wrong, but just I, I'm not hearing uh, anybody talk about that as something that is developing or could be imminent. I, I just don't. And if this is a guy who's been great in the Raiders' locker room. It's not like this is some cancer they're trying to unload. He's been phenomenal, and I don't know if you looked around at what the Raiders' defense, where it is, but they can use all the Khalil Mack they can get. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Michael there. You, you, don't, you don't trade a guy like Khalil Mack. His caliber, especially a pass rusher, when they're so important in the NFL, they're kind of rare to find. But you, you, you said, he mentioned he's not a cancer. He's not a headache in the locker room. The guys on Twitter are always tweeting about Khalil Mack coming back. Bruce Irvin wants him really bad. Uh, Tyre White has mentioned it. All these guys on the defensive side all really want him because they want to see how it looks there with Paul Gunther's uh, defensive scheme. But overall, I, just, I don't see it happening. Michael said he has a fifth-year option, and he still has a franchise tag, so they have plenty of time to get it done. All right, here we go. And last two things, over-under. I love the over-under. I got two of them for you, and we're going to start with the one that has to deal with Khalil Mack and whether or not he'll do well this season. Twelve and a half sacks, Michael. You said that he'll be there. Likely he should probably be there for the first game of the season. Twelve and a half sacks going over under on return of the Khalil Mack. That's a lot of, that's a lot of sacks there, Brian. Twelve and a half. That's more than he had last year. He had ten and a half. The year before he had 11. He's only done it once in his career with 15 in 2015. Yeah. They got Arden Keys on the other side. That being said, <laughs> uh, given I do think he's going to be on the field week one, I'm going to go with the over. I think the Raiders' interior rush is improved. I think that makes his job easier. Seldom where the quarterback is fleeing the pocket toward Khalil Mack. It seems he's fleeing it all often away from him, and then somebody on the other side, if he's there, can get an easy sack. I think it's about time Khalil Mack gets some easy sacks. And with Arden Key, with Bruce Irvin, with the rookies, B.J. Hall and Mo Hurst, I think uh, with in knowing that Khalil Mack is, is working his tail off to be ready to go once he reports, I'm going to go get over. Okay, I like it. What do you think, G? Yeah, Khalil Mack wants that money, so you got to ball out, right? <laughs> you so got to ball out. You, you got to go over 12 and a half sacks. I th- I'm going over with that for Khalil Mack. Uh, Michael said he's, he has help, I think it seems like, for the first time in years, especially in the interior. Uh, with, with the, I know they're still young rookies with, with, with P.J. Hall and Mo Hurst, but they've been impressive so far. And then you finally get Bruce Urban to finally rush the quarterback. He's not dropping back in, in coverage anymore because you have Taylor Whitehead and Derek, Derek Johnson taking care of that. And Paul Gunther's going to be dialing up the blitzes like crazy like he did in dialing Cincinnati. Dialing them up. There we go. And he likes going after the quarterback. So I, I, I know the Raiders are a little better on defense. The secondary is still an issue. But up top in the front seven, Khalil Mack has plenty of help. help and I think he's going to go after the quarterback pretty often. Return of the Mack, baby. He's coming back with 12 and a half sacks. More than that. Everyone's going with more. Okay. And lastly, Donald Penn. Game starts at left tackle. We had, we were going to put Colton Miller in there, but we're not going with Colton. We're going with Donald Donald Penn. 
Five games over under Donald Penn starting at left tackle five games. I'm going to start with you, Michael. I'm going under. Wow. Raiders, as reported a couple days ago, they want him to take a pay cut. Don't know if he's going to accept that pay cut. Even if he does, I don't know if I can say whether or not he's going to be on the left or right side. Um, and even if he is on the left side, he's coming off Liz Frank's surgery at age 35. Where is he physically? There are a lot of questions right now with Donald Penn. I know he's working tirelessly to get back on the field. I know he's confident in his abilities and believes he can be who the Raiders paid him last year to be. But there's just too much class. And with Colton Miller being there at at least one starting offensive tackle spot, not knowing how Penn fits in on which side it'll be, I, I will take that under. Wow. Okay. I'm actually a little bit shocked by the under, but okay. What do you think, G? Yeah, this, is, this is a tough one. They, they really like Colton Miller, uh, but with them going, going asking Donald Penn for a pay cut, maybe it means that they, they, they want him around. And, hey, just help us out for a little bit. We want to keep you around. So I'm going to go with the over. I think, you know, when you have Derek Carr, who's a, who's your, your, your franchise quarterback who's coming off injuries, you might, you might want to have the guy who's a veteran proven out there. And he was older. He has, a, he has an injury sur- surgery coming off. But Colton Miller is not proven yet. You want to maybe want to ease him into it, not just throw him into there, throw him in there, and then Derek Carr is on his back most of the game. So I think they'll give if if Don Penn is healthy and he looks fine. I think they'll give him at least more than five games. All right, so more than five games. So Michael is going under. Hilberto Manzano is going over for Donald Penn starting at left tackle for five games. All right, guys. It, it that was a long one. We got to, we got some stuff on our belt. Guys had to talk about some things going into the first preseason game. So I want to make sure that I remind everybody out there that there are a lot of places that you can get all of our Vegas Nation content. Obviously, you can go to ReviewJournal.com. Some great pieces on there written by Michael Gelkin, also by Gilberto Manzano as well. Our iTunes is where you can find the podcast or at the Vegas Nation app. We also have a lot of video content, which Michael and Gilbert were doing out there in Napa. Look good. Gilbert with the mic in his hand. Michael got the good beard game going. So you can go to YouTube to check that out or at Amazon Fire Stick, which is brand new, at, or at Roku Television. Man, there's a lot of things. Michael, do you have Amazon or Roku? You got either one of those two? I do have those. Look at that. Definitely Amazon. Okay. So now you can watch yourself sitting on that nice couch that I saw earlier, and you can watch it. That's all I do. I just watch myself on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, folks. So, Michael, thank you very much for chiming in for our Vegas Nation podcast, my man. I, I will enjoy the game tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see you on Amazon Fire Stick sitting on my couch. <laughs> over, under, snaps for Derek Carr. Over, under, one. Give me the under. <laughs> yes, I'll take the under for that as well. Me too. You take it. Hilberto Monsano, thank you for joining us for the Vegas Nation podcast here in studio, fresh off the airplane, coming here from Napa. Didn't bring me any wine. I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> I'll be back soon, so I'll try my best. All right, cool. And Larry Mir, obviously in here doing the technical side, wearing his nice Vegas Golden Knights hat. I'm digging it. All right, folks, I'm Brian Salmon. This is our Vegas Nation podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>